This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us. Coming up this half hour, we are going to revisit the neighborhood series. But right now, we are going to talk about some poll results, talking about federal tax changes, pipelines, how much politicians are paid. And Mario Conseco, who is the Vice President of Public Affairs at Insights West, joins us. Mario, great to chat with you again. Great to be here, Joe. Uh, let's start with tax changes. Not the sexiest of topics, but it certainly <laughs> has been in the news a lot with some proposed tax changes coming at the federal level. Well, I think the first thing that really surprised us when we were looking at the findings is how little Canadians have been following the story. Uh, this came out uh, in the final days of summer. A lot of people were distracted. Maybe you still had your minds on other things. And there's not many Canadians who have been following the story about what the federal government is wanting to do. But what's interesting is those who have followed the story actually believe that the federal government's decision might be too much at this stage. So it's interesting to watch because we don't see that level of animosity towards doctors who have been criticized mercilessly over the past few weeks um, because of these tax changes. If anything, Canadians believe that the ones who are making a lot of money and getting away with uh, lower taxes are politicians. <laughs> uh, right, because it also asked people about the pay of politicians, and there was a pretty high percentage, I think, uh, that said uh, politicians get paid too much. Yes, we do see about two-thirds of uh, Canadians who say that federal politicians, provincial politicians, get paid too much money for the work that they do. Uh, most of us seem to believe that doctors are paid what they deserve, um, nurses, we say, are paid too little, which also made a lot of sense to me when I was looking at the findings. But it's a situation that really has to do with dealing with specific things that some doctors or some corporations can do, which is essentially make your family members part of your corporation. Um, when we ask Canadians about this, they say, unless it's reasonable to have somebody close to you as your employee, you shouldn't be able to be paying lower taxes. And I think this is the key to the exercise, but there's very few people who understand it that way right now. Uh, and it is something that, uh, you're right, it, it came out, uh, people seem to think or seem to focus on doctors raising concerns, and there were many doctors raising concerns. Uh, for me, though, and I don't know if the, the poll went into this, uh, the bigger question is, why do we have a tax system where people need the loopholes or that people need to seek out these loopholes? Clearly, there's something wrong if people who, and we're not talking about the wealthiest Canadians, we're talking about small business owners, uh, but what is, what is wrong with our tax system if they have to find these loopholes? and bring in family members as employees and, and sprinkle income uh, to make a go of it? Well, this definitely came across when we were looking at the findings. Uh, and it's a situation that is quite uh, interesting because Canadians understand that it's not a situation related to changing the law for everybody. Uh, it's ultimately about figuring out those who are taking advantage of the guidelines as we have them right now. And, you know, I would say that it's almost like reacting to somebody who is driving drunk by banning cars. <laughs> That's not going to solve anything. Just make sure that people who shouldn't be driving drunk don't do it. And it's a similar scenario here. I don't think Canadians want to see all of these changes for everybody, only for those who are taking advantage of the system right now. Uh, and it's also a huge difference between if we use the salary of $150,000. If you are a salaried employee making $150,000, that's a big difference from a small business owner who's pulling in $150,000. Well, this is definitely what, we've, what we're seeing here because, you know, you may have specific expenses. And I think we see it a lot with the rural doctors, for instance, who have to pay for a lot of things that an urban doctor maybe doesn't have to pay for, including 
your office uh, supplies and, and renting a specific place where you can see patients. Uh, it makes sense to have these guidelines. But again, I think it's more a matter of trying to figure out who is not doing the things that he should be doing. And in, I, I mean, I don't want to be uh, sar- sarcastic on this, but it's, a, it's the type of uh, tax change that requires a scalpel, uh, not a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Uh, this was a poll. So you looked at this as far as the tax changes that are proposed. Uh, interesting findings in that it really depend it depended on on how close people were to the topic and and what they uh, to to how whether or not they supported that. Uh, now, were you also looking at pipelines? Another issue that uh, certainly there's no lack of debate. Yes, uh, the last time we asked about uh, the uh, proposed expansion of the Kinder Morgan Trans Mountain Pipeline was December 2016. Frankly, we thought it was going to be the last time we asked about it because the federal government said that it was going to happen. Then we had the change of government here in D.C., and we thought it was a good opportunity to ask people again. And the needle really hasn't moved. We we continue to see roughly half of residents uh, who have uh, a a view on this saying that they don't want to see this happen, and roughly the same number saying that they do want to see it happen. It's been consistently younger people, people who live in Vancouver Island and women, saying that they don't want to see this pipeline happening. Older voters, voters who supported the Liberal Party in the last B.C. election, tend to say that they want to see it happen. So there's really not been a lot of change here. And it's a difficult situation for the NDP, uh, more than anything, because, you know, they need to make sure that the NDP voter and the Green voter sees them taking action on this. But it might be out of their hands if the federal government gets involved. Uh, and did it ask as well why, when people, uh, what, what their specific concern was, if they were opposed to it? The number one concern is uh, the fact that we're going to have more oil tanker traffic near Vancouver. And it's uh, almost 80% of BC residents who feel that way. If you live in the area, you're more likely to be worried about this. Uh, the idea that an, that an oil spill could be happening is also one of the concerns. But there's also people who don't want to see this happening, who agree that there's going to be job creation, that will be more revenue for the government. So I think this is why we have this 50-50 split. On, on the one hand, you see all of those jobs that could be created and you want to see them happening. But on the other one, you're worried about an oil spill, you're worried about oil tanker traffic. And it's been difficult to, to watch, essentially, because we have an, an, a new government that is uh, you know, trying to connect with the base, trying to make sure that the environmental aspects of the NDP and the Green border are respected. But we also have a very popular prime minister who is saying we need this for Canada. So I think this is the reason why we continue to have this split. Were you surprised at all at how close the split is at this point, even compared to uh, the December 2016 numbers? Yeah, it's been changing drastically. I think what's what's quite interesting is uh, the moment when the level of support for, for this uh, a, a issue was highest was right after the Lagnag and Tig disaster. I think when we saw a lot of people being affected by oil that was being shipped by rail, a lot of British Columbians thought, well, maybe this isn't a great idea. But it hasn't really reached that level of support since then. And it's almost something that is defined by your age and your political allegiance. Um, if we were to ask again in a couple of months, maybe we'll have the same findings. Well, when you do, we will have you back on the show to talk more about this. Uh, Mario, always good to chat with you. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Jill. Thank you. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.